At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Scott Sandberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Uh, good stuff from James Alberino, who's on Twitter at Spread Investor, breaking down the Sweet 16. We'll talk a little bit more about the Sweet 16 coming up. Uh, Randy McKay, professional better, will join the program coming up about 15 minutes or so from now. Uh, in the NBA here on Thursday, it was the favorites really having themselves a field day as the Raptors win and cover, the Grizzlies win and cover, the Bucks win uh, and cover, uh, the Pelicans win and cover, the Suns winning as a short dog once again, 141-30. The Suns beating the Nuggets, and this has just been such an impressive run from the Phoenix Suns, and honestly, I don't see anybody beating them in the Western Conference. I really don't. I, it's not a it's it's not a favorable bet when it comes to the futures market with them to win the West because they are the favorite at plus one fifteen. But no one's beating them. They're so good, and the way that they have just continued to stay hot when you consider they have nothing to play for like that there's nothing they have nothing to play for they are locked into that one seed but yet they still go out and they still win games they've won nine of their last 10 they've won seven straight games and a couple of those games, they were dogs. Seven straight games for the Phoenix Suns. They got the best differential in the entire NBA. No one in the West is beating them. All right, so they get to play the play-in winner. Uh, maybe New Orleans, the Lakers, or the Spurs, depending on who's going to get that. Even if it's the only team that you might be afraid of is the Lakers, even though I don't know why you'd be afraid of the Lakers. Just, I guess, because of LeBron or and Anthony Davis coming back healthy. But no. They would run through anybody there in the first round. Then in the second round, you want them to face off against, I I don't know, give me maybe the Jazz, uh, the the Mavericks, something like that. You're not worried 
and then going up against the Grizzlies or going up against the Warriors. I don't think that, I don't think you're worried at all. I don't think there's anybody. Memphis maybe, but I don't think Memphis is there yet. I just don't see this team losing to anybody in the Western Conference. And in the finals, well, someone might be able to get them. Who that someone is, not sure. Is it the Brooklyn Nets? Is it Milwaukee again if there's a rematch? Is it the Sixers? This has been the best team wire to wire this entire season. And I think that's what's been the most impressive thing about them is that they've never had a lull. They never had a lull. That's that's it. Chris Paul's back. He came back from his uh, the, the broken wrist. And now, you know, he had 17 points. One of three from three-point range. What is there not to like about this team? They're not losing until they get to the NBA Finals. No one in the West is beating them. No one. In the East, I don't know who's going to come out of the East. I think that it's honestly wide open in the Eastern Conference. I'd like to say the Brooklyn Nets because with now the no more vaccine mandate, nothing, Kyrie Irving's playing, the Nets really between Kyrie and KD and maybe Ben Simmons should be able to win these games against or, you know, win out of... Uh, uh, four out of seven games. But I don't know if Ben Simmons is going to play at all. He has like a back problem now. So uh, I don't know if we're going to see Ben Simmons at all for the Brooklyn Nets. But this is a team that with KD and, and Kyrie just lost to the Memphis Grizzlies who were without John Morant. And by the way, the Grizzlies... They played again without John Morant. They beat the Pacers 133-103, so they covered. They are now 16-2 without John Morant this season. I don't know what to make of that. I don't know if to think that they're just a good all-around team. It'd be dumb to say they're better without John Morant, but the pieces... I guess what it proves is that the team is not all about Ja and that there are solid pieces around him that even without him elevate their game enough to pick up victories, which is why you've seen them go 16-2 and straight up without him this season. You know, you're looking at the Nets, the Bucks, the Sixers atop the, the odds to win the East. The Miami Heat plus 475, and they're the one seed right now. But I don't know who's going to end up with the one seed. And it could be the Boston Celtics. If you're asking me right now which team in the Eastern Conference is playing the best basketball, it's the Celtics, who have won five straight, nine of their last ten, who have the best record in the NBA since the calendar flipped to January 1st, who have the best defense in the NBA in that span, who have the best net rating in the NBA, whose starting five has the best 
you know, net rating of any starting five in NBA history. This has been the most impressive team. Right now, the Celtics are a game and a half back of Miami. They're tied with the Sixers, and they're a half game back of Milwaukee. So right now, Brooklyn is the four seed. The remaining schedule for the Brooklyn Nets, who, again, have won. It's not just, let me read this. Let me let me just go back here. Let's, let's start with uh, on January 29th, okay? This team was 26 and 25 on January 29th. Let's even go before that. Okay, let's say before January 20th. On January 28th, they lost to the Atlanta Hawks. They were 500. They were 25 and 25. Since that moment, starting on January 29th, this team has gone 21 and 3. Think about that. They were 25 and 25. They're now 46 and 28. That is incredible. They've won 21 games, and they've only lost three. Those three losses were at home against Detroit right before the All-Star break. Very surprising. At Indiana and home against Dallas. The remainder of their schedule. Home against Minnesota. At Toronto. Home against Miami. Home against Indiana, home against Washington, at Chicago, Milwaukee, and Memphis. And at that point at the end of the season, Memphis might have nothing to play for at the end of the season and might, you know, rest players and I don't know. But the Minnesota game will be fun on Sunday. They're at home. They'll be favored. At Toronto, be a tough game. Home against Miami could be for first place, especially if Boston wins the next two games. And then they should win against Indiana. They should win against Washington. They should win at Chicago. At Milwaukee, might be for the one seed, second to last game of the season. And then at Memphis, we'll see what happens there at the end. But right now, the Celtics are your bet here to win the Eastern Conference, they are plus 475. We talked about this team a month or so ago. More than that. I mean, I don't know. They were 25-1 to to win the Eastern Conference. And I think this was when they were heading to the All-Star break. We were talking about this long winning streak going into the All-Star break right before they lost to uh, Detroit. They had won, what, nine straight And we were saying, hey, Boston's playing great, going into the All-Star break, 25-1 to to win the Eastern Conference. Now, I wish I pulled the trigger on that rather than pulling the trigger on on a DeMar DeRozan MVP ticket. But look at what this team has done since. It's unreal. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Like I said, since January 28th, they are 21 and 3 straight up. So Celtics still at plus 475 to win the Eastern Conference. They're 11-1 to to win the NBA title. They're a team that I would not want to face here down the stretch at all of this remaining 10-9 games of the NBA season. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll get back into the tournament, get some advice and some selections from professional better Randy McKay who will join me, will get his uh, philosophy on the NCAA tournament, what he likes to bet as you progress through the rounds, any trends that he looks for when it comes to these NCAA tournament games, uh, any fades that he likes when it comes to these tournament games uh, here, that we have four more games left in the Sweet 16 of the Elite Eight this weekend. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Take another shot at March Mania Moolah with the KFC Second Chance Survivor Pool. Make winning picks throughout the tournament to claim your share of $20,000. Head to DraftKings.com slash KFC March Mania now to join the action. KFC, it's finger licking good. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, joined now by professional better Randy McKay. And Randy, uh, when it comes to the NCAA tournament, and we've gotten to the point where we are now in the Sweet 16, what's your strategy when it comes to these games? How much stock do you put into the performances in the first two rounds for these teams? Well, you definitely got to look at that, and uh, that'll reflect in some of the uh, line value that you see that comes out. Um, as far as tomorrow goes, I I really don't see that much value yet. Um, of course, uh, last night I had a couple nice winners. I had uh, had Houston and uh, had Arkansas, so uh, it was a good day for me. Um, tomorrow, I don't see quite as much of value on these games yet but uh, you never know how the uh, games flow and how the lines go up and down so you're just gonna gotta look at that and decide what you want to do well one of the games uh, the reason why i ask how much stock you put into the first two game performances is because 
I look at UCLA against North Carolina. Now, now full disclosure, I'm on UCLA. I'm very high on this team. And my thought process is that if this game was played prior to the NCAA tournament, UCLA is probably a five and a half point favorite. But North Carolina has looked so good in the first two rounds, especially against Baylor. And yes, I know that they blew the lead against Baylor, but they also built up the lead against Baylor. And UCLA did struggle in their first game. So I actually believe that this line should have been higher. I, I saw it at two, and I said, I got to bet UCLA. Yeah, that was definitely the time to get in. Of course, a lot of that will come down to see if uh, that uh, kid, uh, the guards playing uh, Hawkes yep. or forward. I think he's a forward. So uh, that will come down a lot to see if he's playing or not playing. You might even get a shorter line if he's not playing because people will probably come into North Carolina if he's not in the lineup. Absolutely. Uh, the darlings of the tournament, Randy, is St. Peter's. Uh, the way that they have played, obviously, has impressed people, knocking out Kentucky, beating an athletic team in Murray State. They're catching 12 and a half now against Purdue. And part of me just thinks that this is too high of a line for an Elite Eight game that should be more tightly contested. Uh, the last two times we had a team that this low, like a 15 seed, go to the Elite Eight. Uh, or Sweet 16, excuse me, they didn't win, but both of them did cover. So what do you think about this matchup? Yeah, St. Peter's is starting to look a little bit like Oral Roberts last year. Of course, they don't have a player like O'Banion that played for Texas Tech. But um, as far as these matchups go, usually when they get further in here, I like to, uh, you know, I, I agree with you that the line's a little too high, but I'm going to probably look at St. Peter's in the first half more so than the game here because Purdue has a big lineup here, and St. Peter's is a pretty small team, and I could see them getting in fall trouble and getting a lot of a lot of trouble in the second half, and maybe Purdue will pull away in the second half where I think they'll cover the seven, seven and a half in the first half. Mm, that's an interesting nugget there. What about Providence and Kansas? Would you lean towards taking the points with the Friars? Of course, I'm always looking as far as taking the points. Um, you know, Ed Cooley's one of the better coaches as far as left in the tournament. You know, Bill Self has had his struggles as far as moving forward in this position. Um, I don't really see a play yet in that game, but uh, if that line keeps flowing up, I would definitely look at Providence in this situation. As far as right now, I, I got a pass on that one. Would you take a look at the first half in that game? Let's say it, it, right now it's at three and a half. Maybe you could find the four out there. Would you look at Providence in the first half? Yeah, that's definitely always the better way to go, in my opinion, especially in these, you know, these random tournament games. You know, the, the last part of the second half has always come down to, you know, some craziness usually. And uh, I like to stay out of the craziness and take the first half. <laughs> and usually... Sometimes you get uh, you know better value in the first half. So a lot of people don't don't uh, you know when you're a good better you are you know elite betters you know you look for any kind of kind of line you're looking at you look at all the alternative lines first halves first quarters and anything that uh, might appeal to you and uh, might see some value. Absolutely. Uh, any feel for the final game here on Friday? Iowa State and Miami. Um, Miami, a very athletic team. I feel like they have the coaching edge with Jim Laranega over Iowa State. Iowa State, just what an incredible story. 2-22 and 22 a season ago. 
and now in the Sweet 16. And, uh, you know, they look great against LSU, but LSU was playing uh, without their head coach who just got fired before the tournament. And they beat Wisconsin, who everyone thought was ripe for the picking. So I'm not sure what to make of them going into this game. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of uh, Jim Laranega. He's been around for a long time, and he uh, actually coached George Mason to a Final Four way back in the day. Um, as far as uh, Iowa State, uh, they have uh, T.J. Ottenberger, who used to be at the uh, UNLV last year, and he's come in and done a surprisingly good job. A lot of people didn't like him at UNLV, but uh, it's been a better fit at Iowa State. And, I, yeah, I would definitely lean towards the short price in Miami there just because uh, – Iowa State's a hard watch team, and uh, you know they've been shooting a lot better these first two games. But at any game, they could they could uh, lay up stinker, and this might be the situation where they do it against a athletic Miami team. Randy, when it comes to these short lines, like a UCLA laying two or a Miami laying two and a half, would you rather play the money line at minus one forty, minus one forty five, or are you okay laying the two uh, in these tournament games? Yeah, there's times when I uh, I'll take the money line as well if it's especially if it's below 140 I would definitely do that. I also sometimes I like to buy the half point if up to, like today on the Houston game I bought it up to two, and I bought the uh, sometimes I buy the uh, two and a halfs up to three in some of these college basketball games. There was a a lot of your listeners might know Pinnacle Sports. There's actually an article out there about doing that and. Uh, it's actually uh, most books only charge you ten cents to do it when it should cost you like uh, seventeen cents to hmm. do it in that situation. So, if you get a chance to do that, uh, you can even buy the Miami maybe even down to two and lay one twenty, which isn't a bad bet either. You know, I, was, I honestly I, before you even said that, I was talking to somebody off the air, and I was thinking about doing that with both St. Peter's and Kansas just to get a little push protection with a plus eight and a plus 13, as opposed to 12 and a half and seven and a half. So it's funny that you say that. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely good situations to do that. Um, some books won't even, some books will charge the 17 cents where they should be only charging 10 because they know it's a good situation to do that. Yeah. Very interesting there. You, you mentioned that. Uh, looking ahead to the elite eight games coming up on Saturday, Houston against Villanova. Uh, any feel for that game right now? Yeah, I was surprised Villanova's a dog here. Even though Houston's been playing, you know, they're, they clamp you down on defense. And, uh, you know, they got good rebounders. And, you know, that kid played really well at guard today. Um, it all depends on the, of course, uh, we saw Gillespie kind of uh, come down a little injured a little bit at the end of the game there. And uh, you got to monitor that. Even if he doesn't play, if that line would go up, I could see a falling star type play in that game. So I'm definitely leading, leaning towards Villanova in that situation. So am I. Uh, and, and they are my national champion in my bracket. Full disclosure there, Randy. Uh, Duke against Arkansas. The Coach K farewell tour continues. He's now won 100 games in the NCAA tournament. Will he make it 101 on Saturday or will his career end at a clean 100? You know, I can kind of see Duke having trouble here with Arkansas's athletic uh, pressing type uh, defense. Um, you know, some of them young guys from Duke, you know, they got 
flustered at the beginning, but then they got into their flow a little bit. I thought Texas Tech had them kind of on the ropes early, and I was kind of hoping that they would, you know, keep the clamps on them. But then Duke uh, started making some three pointers and got back in the game, and it came down a very good game at the end of for the whole second half. And uh, Duke pulled away, but uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, there's no play on it yet for me. But uh, hopefully, Arkansas can uh, make a statement here and. Uh, at least get one SEC team in there, even though I, a couple brackets I had, I had two or three SEC teams getting there. So some of my brackets are pretty wrecked. <laughs> well, we wish you nothing but the best and good luck in the remaining brackets that you have. And hopefully one of those national champs come through for you, Randy. Appreciate the time and the conversation as always. All right. Thank you, Scott. There he is. Randy McKay He's a professional gambler. One of the very best. I've uh, been doing this for a long, long time. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Another shot at March Mania Moolah with the KFC Second Chance Survivor Pool. Make winning picks throughout the tournament to claim your share of $20,000. Head to DraftKings.com slash KFC March Mania now to join the action. KFC, it's finger looking good. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VCN, the sports betting network. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We had a pretty historic upset in the world of global soccer here on Thursday. Italy losing to North Macedonia. And because of that, Italy will not make the World Cup for the second straight tournament. Yeah. You see, uh, Italy did not qualify for the World Cup in 2018. They then win the European Championship and then fail to qualify for World Cup this year, losing in Italy to North Macedonia, who, according to the Caesars Sportsbook, was was plus 1,700 on the money line. Yes. You could have gotten 17 to 1 odds on North Macedonia looking to qualify for their first ever World Cup after making their first ever Euro appearance last year and going out in the group stage. Unreal. Unreal. That is one of the biggest upsets in a long time. And it's frustrating that for uh, the Italians, who are the European champs, that for the second straight tournament in the World Cup will not be in the World Cup. Um, So North Macedonia will, uh, let's see, will now take on Portugal in the final playoff, uh, which is that game is going to be on Tuesday. 
And I guess the winner of that will advance to the World Cup in, in Qatar. So can North Macedonia, who not many people would be able to point to on a map, can they win again as a heavy underdog against Cristiano Ronaldo and Portugal on Tuesday? Again, 17 to 1. Do to, to explain the magnitude of this, this was Italy's first loss in Italy, in their home country. Their first World Cup qualifying loss at home in 60 games. They, <laughs> they had not lost in 60 games on their home soil before losing this one. Absolutely Wild. Just just bonkers stuff there. Anyway, that's the uh, that was a little uh, his, history here that we saw on Thursday. Uh, once again, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. I've started to do a little uh, baseball previews throughout the week here. Um, I talked a lot about the Phillies as a team that I really like that could exceed expectations. Um, I think the Angels are a team that I think uh, could be very, very good this season, especially, you know, healthy Mike Trout returning to pair up with Otani, healthy Anthony Rendon uh, coming back from his injury. Um I just think this is a good lineup. This is a good team. This is a well-coached team that could make some noise here in the American League. Uh, Another team that I was really thinking about this season, and it goes along with, you know, everything that uh, a lot of people have talked about in the past when it comes to finding betting, not, not advantages, but... Just taking a look at a way to explore uh, value. And that's the Baltimore Orioles. The Baltimore Orioles are a bad baseball team. Okay, well, that's disrespectful. The Baltimore Orioles are not amongst the top baseball teams. The odds of them to make the playoffs right now the yes is 18 to 1 to make the playoffs the no for the Orioles is minus 10,000 100,000 is that 100,000 one two three zeros 10,000 my eyes are deceiving me here um they are not considered to be in contention. Their win total is up right now as 62 and a half on the DraftKings Sportsbook. 62 and a half is the win total projected for the Baltimore Orioles. Last season, the Orioles won just 52 games. This year, the total is 62 and a half. I think that 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 the Orioles can go over that 62. 
I also think that there's going to be opportunities to play the Orioles in games this season because the odds are going to be incredibly high. They're not going to win this division. Although, at plus 15,000, 150, they're 150 to 1 to win the division. I've seen uh, people make worse bets. But this is a team that is going to be better this year, right? You have um, Rugnet Odor should provide some pop at second base. Ryan Montcastle, a very, very good, talented first baseman. Um, Trey Mancini with the season that he had last year, right? The comeback story. Everything was been uh, in- incredible for him. Um, they have a potential rookie of the year in Adley Rutschman. And I don't know if he's going to start the season at the major league level or if they're going to bring him up. You know, usually these teams, they mess with the they, they, they the whole dates with, you know, service time and things like that are so screwed up in major league baseball that there's a chance they probably keep him down at the beginning of the season and then bring him up at a certain point so they can get another year of service time. It's just it's a whole business thing. But anyway, Adley Rutschman is, could be um, considered a, a, a rookie of the year candidate. In fact, uh, let's see, do I have a rookie of the year bet up here? Let's see. No, don't ha- I can't, don't have it exactly in front of me, but he could be a rookie of the year. John Means, we know what he's capable of doing on the mound. Jordan Lyles has been, um, you know, serviceable at the major league level. Dylan Tate's a solid reliever. I just think this team is, look, like I said, they're not going to compete for the division. They're not going to win 95 games. But I think they could win like 70 games this year. Maybe even like 75. Be a team that finishes, you know, middle of the pack. 70, you know, give them 75 and, what would it be? 75 and and 87. Is that 162? You know, something like that. Last year, I know, was a bad year. 52 wins. This year, 62. I think they go over that number. So, and, and. I might think about playing them in some games when they're catching north of plus 300. Literally. And I'm telling you, this this Rushman kid is going to be a stud. An absolute stud. And he might be the difference. You put him in the middle of that lineup, and all of a sudden, your lineup consists of, you know, Mancini, Mountcastle, and Rushman, it's a good three, four, five right there. So, um, yeah, I think I might be a little higher on the Orioles than some other people. Anyway, we'll continue the baseball conversation, previewing a team or so here or there as we progress throughout the weeks and get ready for opening day. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You hit me up on Twitter at Scott Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We got to take a look at the NBA schedule Coming up here on Friday, see if there's any games we can take advantage of uh, in the schedule. 
see which games provide some odds value. Missed out on, you know, Denver. Really thought that uh, we can take advantage of them at home against Phoenix. Boy, was I wrong. This is The Look Ahead here on v the sports betting network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Play free hoops for a share of $20,000 this March with the March Hoop Series presented by Five Hour Energy. Fire up your lineups in four free to play contests and compete for your share of $5,000 per contest. Head to DraftKings.com slash Five Hour Energy now to join the action. Five hour energy. Fire up. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Your lineup, terms and conditions, and other eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. We talked about the NBA just in reference of the games that we saw happening here on Thursday. But let's take a look at Friday's schedule. And uh, we got some interesting spots here. The Hornets will host the Jazz. Utah is a three and a half point favorite on the road. Pistons welcome in the Wizards. Detroit is a two and a half point favorite. I don't like Detroit as favorites. I like, I like Detroit as dogs. Don't like Detroit as favorites. Uh, the Warriors will be in Atlanta to take on the Hawks. Atlanta is a two-point favorite. Knicks are in Miami. The Heat are five-and-a-half-point favorites. More on this game coming up. Uh, the Mavericks are at the Timberwolves. Minnesota laying two at home. Blazers host the Rockets, and Houston is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. And the Sixers are in L.A. to take on the Clippers and uh, Philly is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. The Knicks and the Heat. Boy, this Heat team is in just a, just a bad spot right now, huh? They have lost now two straight games. Their lead in the Eastern Conference is down to just one game over the Milwaukee Bucks. You also have the Sixers and the Celtics a game and a half back of them. Their remaining schedule as they try and finish with the one seed is, or maybe they don't want to finish the one seed. We can get into that in just a second. They have the Knicks and then the Nets and then the Kings at home. They go on the road to Boston, Chicago, and Toronto. They're home against Charlotte and Atlanta. 
and then they wrap up the season in Orlando. Theoretically, hypothetically, they should, let's see, go one, two, three, four, five, let's say one, one and one, two and two, three and two, four and two, five and two, six and two. They should go seven and two, which should be good enough to get them the one seed. There could be an argument to be made to say, do they even want the one seed? Because if you're the one seed, you could wind up facing the eighth seed, Brooklyn Nets. Or it could be the eighth seed, Toronto, Cleveland, Charlotte, Atlanta, Really, the Nets are the only team that you're afraid of there. But anyway, right now, Brooklyn is the eighth seed, and they are one game up on Charlotte. Atlanta's one game back of Charlotte. Toronto is tied with Cleveland for the six seed. And only one game back of Chicago for the five. Boy, what a collapse it would be for the Bulls, who were the one seed at one point. I think at the All-Star break, right? The Bulls were the number one seed of the All-Star break. We were talking about DeMar DeRozan to win the MVP. And to see if they fall, which they are in danger of falling to the seven and being in the play-in situation. Imagine that. This is, I'm getting sidetracked here, but, right? The, the, the Bulls on, let's see. They were 38 and 21 on February 16th. 38 and 21. Since that day, February 16th, they're 4 and 10. Well, that's not good. In the last 14 games, yuck. It's pretty gross, actually. And actually, let's make let's go to uh February 26th was the start of their, was the end of their winning streak. They were 39-21. and 21. So they're 3-10 and 10 in their last 13 games. Ugh. And they're, like I said, they're only one game up now on both Cleveland and, uh, and Toronto. And there's a chance that Cleveland or Toronto pushes up, Bulls fall down, and Chicago winds up as the seven seed, which would be just uh, just a ridiculous uh, turn of events for them. Anyway, I was talking about the Miami Heat. They've lost two straight games. They haven't looked good. Not only haven't they looked good, they're also fighting amongst each other. Things got heated on the bench in their loss against the Warriors in a game in which the Warriors were playing without Steph Curry, Right? They were playing without Klay Thompson. They were playing without Draymond Green. And the Heat were 10-point favorites, and they lost that game. Not only did they lose that game, they lost it by, what, 14? Looney had 30. I think Wiggins had, like, 20-something. So Miami's in an interesting spot now where... They uh, they could rally around each other 
and finish out the season strong, or they could let this be a distraction and they could start losing some more games. Saturday is an important game against the Brooklyn Nets. I think that Friday against the Knicks, you could think is a dangerous spot for them because they got that Nets game coming up on sat on uh on Saturday. But I think this is a get right spot for Miami against the Knicks. I think this is an opportunity for them to put the fighting behind them to really come together and put a hurting on the New York Knicks. You know, win this game by 30. Don't like stop force the media to stop asking you questions about the incident, about your camaraderie. A win cures everything. And a big win cures everything. And they need a win in the worst way to feel better about themselves. Because let me tell you something. They lose this game to the Knicks. They are absolutely losing on Saturday to the Nets. And then it'll be four straight losses. And then they might be the four seed in the Eastern Conference, not the one seed. They need this win. Because they got to feel better about themselves going into that game against the Nets on Saturday. So I think this is a spot where the Heat absolutely put a big-time hurting on the New York Knicks. Elsewhere on this schedule, I said the Pistons, I don't like them as a favorite, even over the Wizards, and the Wizards are not a good team. But Detroit does very well as the underdog. As the favorite, not so much. They've had this long cover streak. But in this cover streak, there was a lot of losses built in there. (laughs) Like, they had this great cover streak that was blown the other day. But even in this cover streak, they have losses, right? Losses to the Cavs, the Heat, the Clippers, the Celtics, the Bulls. So, yeah, I love them as an underdog. I love them getting points. But the last time this team was favored, they were seven-point favorites over a very bad Portland Trailblazers team. A team that, by the way, that was their only win, the Blazers, In their last seven games, the Blazers beat the Pistons in Detroit. So, no. I don't want any piece of them as a favorite. Now, if they were catching points, if if the line was reversed, and it was Washington minus two and a half in Detroit, I'll I'll take the Pistons plus two and a half. Minus two and a half, I don't know if I want any part of it. Not so sure. We're going to get back into college basketball. Coming up next, we'll talk about The Sweet 16 results here from Thursday. Preview the Sweet 16 games coming up on Friday. Also an early look at Saturday's Elite 8 matchups. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. I thought it would be a very chalky Thursday. 
and it wound up being quite the opposite with only one favorite winning in and covering in Villanova. How will it play out here on Friday? It's coming up next here on The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The kick. The kick. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.